I know her and Azriel are gonna make waves together. I no, they're <laughs> you potster. <laughs> who who do you think he's gonna end up with? Welcome to the Book Snarks Podcast, where hosts Crystal and Heidi talk about the books that keep us all up at night. <laughs> Welcome to Booksnarks Podcast. We are talking about Sarah J. Moss today. SJM Author Spotlight. We're covering all things SJM. Her inspirations, her life. I'm going to let Heidi take it away with that. But right now, let's do a spoiler warning, which is all of SJM Universe. All of her books, all of her interviews, all of her social media, anything she's hinted at, it's all on the table today. So if you are new to SJM and you don't want those things spoiled, bookmark us, come back when you have. And with that, take it away, Heidi. Let's talk about Sarah Janet Moss, my bestie. Um, she's like a, you know, a long lost, but really good friend who comes around like once a year, once every other year, but you just pick up right where you left off. (laughs) Yeah. And traumatizes us. And yeah, she's like a hurricane. She comes in and fucks shit up and leaves again. (laughs) Anyway, we love her. (laughs) And we keep coming back for more. Yes. When's the next storm? When is the next storm? What's it going to be called? (laughs) Okay. A little background on her. She is married. She has two kids. She went to college in New York and one of her majors was creative writing. She started writing Throne of Glass when she was 16 years old and that blows my freaking mind. That is so impressive. That is not what I was doing when I was 16, was writing a New York Times bestseller. Not even close. No. (laughs) But some people just are meant to be writers and she's one of them. She is one of them. You can see the like evolution of her writing for sure from Throne of Glass even through the end of that series into her other series. It's it's kind of wild. Yeah. Bloomsbury originally purchased the rights to Throne of Glass. Full stop. Like they just bought Throne of Glass and now she's written 15 books with Bloomsbury. So it's a good relationship. Good for her. Bought Throne of Glass. They added two additional books in that series. And yes, 13 years later, she's written 15 books in her own freaking multiverse. She has also written an additional Catwoman book in a DC series that came out in 2018. I admittedly have not read that. I haven't read that either. Am I even a real fan? I don't know if I haven't read it. (laughs) She has sold over 12 million books in 37 languages, but Bloomsbury just had a nice little meeting that they published. And we know that Crescent City 3 comes out at the end of January, and then they Mm -hmm. confirmed six additional contracted books, which is very exciting. Oh my gosh. All they said in their release was continuing her series, so... I mean, she has two open series, so I'm assuming that it means that we'll get the end of Akatar and get mm-hmm. Az's book, and there's debate. I mean, there's debate on what book. Yeah. Agatar is going to get finished. It's probably going to get another book in Crescent City because there is four houses. So she has hinted at doing an additional book there. And then they confirmed a whole new series. Oh my gosh. Is very... Do you think it's going to be in the multiverse? I do. I do. 
Hmm. Mm -hmm. Also not to sidetrack us, but I think it's fair to revisit the discussion we had about the next Akatar book, because I think Asriel and Elaine are getting together in this book. You don't. So you think there's going to be two separate books. I think Asriel's getting this book. And then I think Moore is going to get the last book. So Elaine's just left out to pasture. Yeah. She gets a novella. Maybe. Novellas are not in the contracted book number. So maybe she gets the novella. I mean, she's kind of boring. So <laughs> I don't know. I bet she's I bet I bet we're going to get a side of her still waters run deep. I should not say that. She's actually not very boring. And she still has power. Nessa doesn't doesn't uh, anyway. <sighs> I could just go down all of the rabbit holes. I know her and Azriel are going to make waves together. I know they're <laughs> you potster. <laughs> <sighs> Who, who do you think he's going to end up with then, Gwen? Gwen. Yeah. Literally, as soon as we were introduced to Gwen, and it talks about him breaking into the, like, he was the first one on site and killing everyone mm-hmm. in the... And rescued her. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, there's the next relationship. So mm-hmm. now it's just been canon in my head. Oh. I know there's an extra well, scene I'm- where they're all flirty, but Resand nips it in the bud. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see who's right, who's wrong. I am too. I really am. And we're still going to have to wait another, like, year. So that's fun. I know. But at least she's working on it. She is writing it. So that's exciting. Worth the wait. Okay. All right. Into her influences. In a couple of different interviews, she has credits a couple of, like, two specific books for her love of fantasy reading and eventually writing it. One, The first one she mentioned is Sabriel by, by Garth Nix. I have not read that book. It is a first book in a six book series. But that name, Nix. I know, is Resand and Feyre's kid's name. Yeah. Yep. Here's the Goodreads uh, synopsis of Sabriel. Sent to a boarding school in hmm. Anselstier. Anselstier. <laughs> Sabriel has had little experience with the random power of free magic or the dead who refused to stay dead in the Old Kingdom. But during her final semester, her father, the Aborson? Aborson. Goes missing. And Sabriel knows she must enter the Old Kingdom to find him. Okay. Okay. It's definitely high fantasy. Mm-hmm. I can see why that would inspire her. But she did plot Nyx in there, which was like a cool little nod. nod. Yep. When was this released? Oh, yeah. Good question. I don't know. I feel like it was in 96-ish, if I remember right. Oh, 95. Published in 95. Okay. Second book that she gave a nod to is The Hero and the Crown by Robin McKinley. It was a 1985 Newbery Medal Award winner. I have also not read this book. This book was written before she was even born. The main character in this book is Aaron Firehair. Like, it's even spelled like (laughs) Aelin. So if we're gonna... That's wild to me. Like, this must be a very influential book for her because I need to read it. I feel like I need to read it. Aelin Fireheart, Aaron Firehair. I I love that she just gives nods to her inspirations. Yeah. She she also, speaking of the nods that she's given, she gave a nod to Sailor Moon and Jolly Julie, which I really love a lot. And you can see in her Instagram posts all the, like, Sailor Moon insignia and, like, trinkets and stuff. That is a really good segue into what's coming next because the Sailor Moon is rumored to be very prevalent in the new series that she might write. Okay. I have not heard about a new series at all, so this is news to me, and I'm... I remember you telling me, and I told you, don't tell me yet. Tell me now. Yeah. So please just tell me. 
I'm ready. Okay. I've been waiting. Okay. The whole new series. So it has been rumored based on things she said on Twitter in the past and her Pinterest boards in the past that she has a series kind of simmering on the back burner called Twilight of the Gods. She had Crescent City and Twilight of the Gods both kind of in a work in progress at the same time we know Crescent City came to fruition. So I, we, I mean, it's obviously not been confirmed, but that's what everybody's guessing. She specifically said on Twitter in 2015, there are whips that have been on the back burner for years, but I think they might have simmered long enough. And that was in reference to Crescent City and Twilight of the Gods. So whips, if anybody is unfamiliar is work in progress. It is rumored to be based on a female Thor character. Valkyries would be involved based on what she used to have on her Pinterest board. How we would go feral. Can you imagine? Uh, Right? (laughs) We would love it. We would eat it up. There were images of New York City skylines all in this Pinterest board. I don't know if that is a nod to a potential location or city or you know this is all from i cannot take credit for all of this research um this is a lot of this is from court of terrison on instagram i will put that tag in the highlights and she references oh the feels from tumblr some of this information was from 2016 those tags will be in the in the show notes more immediately we have house of flame and shadow coming next that's january 30th that's what we're gearing up for with this episode and the crescent city coverage that's coming the next akatar book is what she is working on we i mean we've already talked about how we don't agree on who's coming next so i know <laughs> oh man i will i will eat my words if Azrael and elaine don't i can't wait to find out okay but twilight of the gods i do want to i do want to ask like what do you think just based on the title this is my only thought that flittered into my noggin is what if it's about all the gods in all the series i that was my initial thought too when i first heard the title because there's so much about like and there's crossover like mala to gods in the crescent city universe and blah 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 yeah but everything online says it's more like norse mythology and hints towards like in reference to ragnarok which is a very different i mean maybe not very different there's just a lot of crossover and she'll make it crossover that'd be cool i really i dig on norse mythology and loki and all that stuff That'd be, that'd be kind of a cool to see her take on that. I'm a big Marvel fan. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, that's all Norse myth- mythology. All of that, I think. Yeah. All right. You have any questions, concerns, comments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I just am, I'm ready for more SJM. And I'm super excited that we're shifting from Iron Flame to SJM because SJM is the reason of the season. Yes. Like the reason we are here. Is she is the reason we're here. So it's going to be good. What are her kiddos' names? Because I know that she named them. Do you know offhand? Taryn is her son. Yeah. And we, so there's speculation floating around too, because after Taryn was born, then Nyx was introduced into Akatar world. Mm-hmm. Now she has a daughter. Her daughter's name is Sloane. So I maybe she's going to introduce a little, little girl, a little girl baby. To her worlds? I don't know. (laughs) So yes, Taryn and Sloan. Her husband's name is Josh. I sound like a creep that I know all this off the top of my head. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, well, I want... Can we talk about reading order? Yes. I feel like I... I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. And because you're the one that introduced me to SJM, I'm dying to know your... The entire universe reading order. 
Go. Well, <laughs> this is not a straightforward answer. I know. It's not. How did, did you read them all? Did you just read them in like release date order or how did you read? No, Where did you so start? I started with Throne of Glass. And so I did Throne of Glass and then read it, I guess, chronologically according to publishing. And then I read Assassin's Blade last. Mm -hmm. That was my first read. And then I read Akatar in the the proper order. And then So were all of the Throne of Glass books already out when you started reading? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. And that was, that was, I don't think my husband saw me. (laughs) <laughs> and no dishes got done. Like I was in a Sorry. hole. I was in a pit of, I need to finish this, this series. And then I was like <laughs> destroyed when it was over. <laughs> I couldn't get enough. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I think it was like seven <laughs> weeks, seven or eight weeks. Probably even more than that, honestly. It was probably like six months of my life where I just was reading just that. dedicated to SJM. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be in meetings at my regular work with the book in my lap, like trying to read <laughs> and get paid to do my job. <laughs> you know what's sad is that like I still would do that with a reread. Like she just sucks you in. I know. It's so good. Yeah. How many times have you read Throne of Glass? Ooh, I don't even know. It's my comfort read. Though I will say when I when I reread the whole series, I usually skip the first two books and I start with Air of Fire because so Air of Fire is my favorite and that's when it really starts to get good. Yeah, I agree. To your point earlier, because the writing the writing progresses so much and you can, can see it. And then the story becomes more consistent in the third book mm-hmm. to the end, in my Yes, I totally agree. I mean, even the use, like her punctuation and the way she, like she uses so many exclamation points in Throne of Glass. And there are no exclamation points in Kingdom of Ash. That is so like, there's no ex- that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> when you've reread a lot. <laughs> so, so how did you read it? When I was introduced to it, one of my girlfriends told me about about her books. And at the time, there was the first A Quarter of Throne of Roses was out and the first two Throne of Glass books were out. I chose to start with Throne of Glass because there was two books out. and But that was it. That's all that had been released at the time. So I read... Throne of Glass, Queen of Shadows, and then A Quarter of Thrones and Roses, and then just started waiting for all of her releases, which was freaking torture. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I could do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not on purpose. No. So you just read them as they came out then? Did you? When did you, yes. did you read Assassin's Blade? Yes, but not until after Empire of Storms, yeah. maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. Or maybe after Air of Fire. I don't remember. But it wasn't, I did not read it first. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, so. I do you know the story behind that one? Because those are just short stories about. Have you read it? Yeah. You have read it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Because I think she published, did she publish them like on an online platform or something before she even wrote Throne of Glass, I think. R- Throne of Glass went on to like Fiction Press or something that maybe it's called mm. first. And it was like the most popular story on there. And then she pulled it because she decided she wanted to publish it. And that's when she started shopping it around. Then she signed with her agent and ended up with Bloomsbury. The rest is history. And the rest is history. Okay, back to reading Maybe. order though. Throne of Glass, okay. Guitar, and then Crescent City. So that's the series. I know that's how I recommend reading them. Yes. However, 
I think there's a couple ways that you can read them. And one of them, I'll give a, no- a nod to Rosie on TikTok because she gives like, if you are a beginner to SJM, and I totally agree with this, that you should start with Akatar because yeah. it's the it's a good introduction to the fantasy world, to the SJM world. And it's probably the easiest to read. Like the world yeah. building is not as complex as the, yeah. either of the other two series. There's not as many, there's a lot of characters, but there's still not as many characters as Throne of Glass or Crescent City. So she says to read Akatar first, then Crescent City, then Throne of Glass last. Oh, okay. If you are a beginner SJMer. Yeah, her handle is a court of thorns and rosy. Yep. Okay, Throne of Glass last. It's not how I did it. And that's not, I mean, it's smart though, because Agatar is the easiest one to get into. It is. It sucked me in, that's for sure. But Throne of Glass is my, is my heart. <laughs> like, I love, I love that series so much. I cannot I, emphasize I, I still it enough. Cry oh, yeah. At certain parts. There is another kind of reading order, and this is from, look, if you are an SJM lover and you are on Instagram or the Bookstagram world, you need to follow. There's a couple of accounts. There's Yaz the Bookish, A Court of Terrison, and A Court of Moss. They are like the SJM queens, I feel like. If you have never looked at them or have never followed them, then you should. Anyway, Yaz has a, she has done a full timeline as far as how the worlds overlap. And so there's kind of a reading order based on that too. And the first book there is the first book of A Court of Thrones and Roses. Oh. And it even she even goes into like ages of how old they were when these books started and like in relation to each other. Like it's, she goes wow. so in depth. It's beautiful. <laughs> Crescent City comes next, then A Court of Wings and Ruin, then Throne of Glass, then Frost and Starlight, Crown of Midnight to Throne of Glass, and then it stays in Throne of Glass for a little while. It goes Crown of Midnight, Air of Fire, Queen of Shadows, Empire of Storms, and Tower of Dawn, jumps to A Court of Silver Th- Flames, back to Kingdom of Ash, and wow. then... You know what kind of cliffhanger that would leave you on if you had to wait to read Kingdom of Ash? Right. And I misspoke a little bit because the, the first Crescent City book doesn't come until after Kingdom of Ash. Oh, okay. So both of those Crescent City books are at the end. Just depends on how in-depth you want to, how you want to go. I don't know. So I can't really speak to it because I read I read in publishing order, basically. And now that, now that you say that, I remember I, I had not finished reading it when Kingdom of Ash. Kingdom of Ash had not come out yet. So I read them okay. all. And I remember reading Tower of Dawn. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to Aelin? Like, I need the trauma. It's probably why we all hated Kaol for a while. Because it was like, I don't want to hear about your ass. I like, know. I just want to know what happened to Aelin. <laughs> you know, she's, she was on the beach. And now I got to read a whole fucking book. That recovers the same year. timeline. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do remember, like, having to wait and wait and wait for Kingdom of Ash. And it finally came out. And that's when I read it. But uh, that was yes. the only book that I had to wait for. And that was dramatic. Well, I mean, man, there's a whole... You could do a whole episode on reading order. I just did it the regular way. <laughs> which, I mean, it's just a, I guess it's mostly reread order, which, and there's just several versions of, like, I've never done a tandem read either. And I think when I reread, I will do the tandem read. I'm okay sticking to one world at a time. Me too. When I reread, I like, I don't know, my brain likes it better. But it was very interesting, you know, that last crescent city book that last page when you realized it's really just all one world and then we had to wait a year <laughs> two years it's two been years. two years you're right two years gosh <sighs> this woman i know <laughs> i think i finished 
that book before you and was like, I need you to finish this that. damn book. I like, that. I like, need you, you to, you to read. Yet? But oh. I wanted to reread the first one before yeah. I read the second one. So I had to, and I, I didn't want to listen to it like book on tape. I had to read the words in a book because I was being stubborn. And that's what took me so long to read the second one. Those are big books. She writes some big books, man. Like, yes. This is a this is not for the faint of heart reader. These are these are biblical proportion books. <laughs> and they just keep like it's wild to look at like Throne of Glass because it's a very short yeah. book in the grand scheme. It is, yeah. Yeah. Sarah J. Moss is at least half of a bookcase for me. And it's probably going to be the whole bookcase by the time her career is over, which I hope I is not soon. I love her. Okay. Let's go into like, I don't know, all of our favorite shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite SJM series? What's your favorite series? We, I think I, I already know this answer. Throne of Glass. Yes. Yes. No favorite question. characters from that series. Um. Well, you do your series first. Well, it's I'm torn between Throne of Glass and... Akatar. I love okay. Akatar. I gotta go Akatar. I think just because I don't want to use the word fluffy, but it's it's a it's an easier to, to digest book. Yeah, or like series. You know, the characters the characters in Throne of Glass are so dynamic and like real, like they're gray area, right? Nobody's nobody's a knight in shining armor in Throne of Glass. Everybody has their demons, mm-hmm. and that's like brilliantly written. But you also have to be emotionally prepared for that and that's why I like Akatar because like I could say Resand is kind of a knight in shining armor he's dynamic and he's got good good things and bad things going on but he's very likable character mm. where like there's characters in I Throne love of Glass Resand that, I know I do too I do too he's the best but the characters in Throne of Glass where you like them but like Lorcan he's he's a, kind of an evil SOB but yeah I like him I don't know does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I think the only person who is, like, good from start to finish is Elite. Yes. Yes, absolutely. She has no... She's just trying to survive in this... Well, Irene... Irene is also good from start to finish. Like, she has she has no evil yeah. arc. Elite does not have an evil arc. Even when she wants to be, she's still not really very evil. But everyone else... Maybe Nezrin isn't evil either. I don't know. But I mean, ev- literally everyone else has had, has a past, has has made some very questionable choices to survive. Okay. My favorite lead of the, between the three series is Aelin. I'd agree with that though. I like Aelin as the lead, even more than Feyre and Bryce. That's like a no brainer for she, me. She just, <laughs> she's brassy i i don't know how to explain her it's cocky which i just love she's such a badass she i just love the way sarah writes her like her plans and her the way her mind works mm-hmm. is just chef's kiss i just it's love it brilliant. so much it's brilliant all right favorite book of throne of glass it is a tough one but air of fire that's the third, is my right? favorite yes followed closely by queen of shadows yeah queen of shadows is mine too that's where the posse comes together. Yes. And when she rescues Adian is like, love that. oh, it's so good. She writes, this is, okay, this is why I love these books so much though. Cause Sarah writes it like a movie. 
it flows. You can picture everything so clearly in your head and it, it, it reads like a movie. I know. One of my girlfriends said that, so I'm stealing her words a little bit. It does. It just reads so smooth. A favorite book in Akatar. Mist and Fury. Same yeah. You can't go wrong with chapter yep. 55. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to reread because there, it gets a lot of attention and I don't remember chapter 55 jumping out at me. Shot, so. oh, I mean, I know it's, I know it's spicy. I know it's spicy. Is that when the paint, they go the paint to the paint. cabin? Yeah. Okay. And he, de- right. and he declares his love and then he tells her all the, the history of everything. And we get all the answers of like why he was a douche under the mountain and all this and that. It's a good chapter. Yeah, it is. Okay, favorite Crescent City book? The first one. Same. Crescent City, I just did a TikTok on this. I love the way she wrote the city itself. We'll talk about this in our yeah. Crescent City episode, but like the way she wrote that city to me is so cool. It's mm-hmm. so vivid. It's like a grimy city, but there's also some comeuppance and, you know, you can be really successful there, but you can also get your dreams crushed. It's like New York yeah. with fairy tales. Minus, minus the first hundred pages yeah that's the they're brutal to get through every time but i love i love how it all comes together i really wanted more danica me too that was that was that was a shock to the heart like okay this is how this series is gonna go yeah all right (laughs) and i really like rune favorite bad guy that she wrote across the whole universe across across the universe well i mean Resand in the first book was pretty darn good as a bad guy. Tamlin as a bad guy. But the best one, I think, was Erewhon or Maeve. Yeah. Maeve. Okay. Maeve. Final answer. Bleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine is the king of Adderlin. Adderlin. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he Nameless is my price. That mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. I think he was written really well. We hated him a lot. He somehow had an arc yeah like he, i just never saw it coming so i think he's my that was pretty favorite. brilliant mave is mave is a good one throne of glass characters are just so dynamic because we even know mave's trauma her when she was victimized mm-hmm. you know and it makes you feel like a little bit bad for her a little bit yeah there's another part that i freaking love in those books when dorian bamboozles her i do love that part and gets inside her oh my gosh it's so good dorian he's he's such an unsung hero in that series Mm -hmm. it could have been him or aelin right that that paid the price of Mm -hmm. the god's bargain i don't know we give aelin a lot of credit but he he pulled his weight in that series hell yeah and he man went through some shit with the caller i mean he's a he's a great character aelin is my favorite lead but manon is probably oh yeah a close second yeah i fucking love her too it's no wonder that i like them so much because they're so similar they're both such badasses and they just have that like swagger about them and i just like yeah and that fight scene we're gonna have an episode on every single book on in throne of glass but the fight scene yeah i know between aelin and manon when they basically aelin saved her because she heard asterin scream her name mm-hmm. no one that fights that good should die just so oh, ugh, so good so good the way it was set up where aelin just kind of Kept g- giving favors out for her to collect eventually in the end, which genius. Geniusly written. I just can't say enough good things about that series. Yeah. Obviously. So I good. just keep going. Ugh. It's so good. It's so, it's just so well done. 
I miss it. I want to reread it. I know. Now I do. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm rereading Crescent City right now. But like next up, Throne of Glass. We'll do Throne of Glass this summer. It's got to happen. What's next on the old agenda? Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't have anything. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a super fun conversation. Next up, we are diving into Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood, the first book in the series. We are very much looking forward to that conversation. We are taking some time off for the holidays, so we will not post again until January 11th, I believe, which is a Thursday. So happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening. Adios. As always, thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Look for us on socials. We are on Instagram and TikTok at BooksNarksPod. We are on YouTube. Find us there. Leave us your reviews. Leave us your comments. Leave us your questions. Till next time, happy reading, y'all.